0: A reading from the Gospel according to Mark. King Herod heard of Jesus and his disciples, for Jesus' name had become known. Some were saying, John the Baptizer has been raised from the dead, and for this reason these powers are at work in him. But others said, It is Elijah. And others said, It is a prophet, like one of the prophets of old. But when Herod heard of it, he said, John whom I beheaded, has been raised. For Herod himself had sent men who arrested John, bound him, and put him in prison on account of Herodias, his brother Philip's wife, because Herod had married her. For John had been telling Herod, it is not lawful for you to have your brother's wife. And Herodias had a grudge against him and wanted to kill him. But she could not, For Herod feared John, knowing that he was a righteous and holy man, and he protected him. When he heard him, he was greatly perplexed, and yet he liked to listen to him. But an opportunity came when Herod on his birthday gave a banquet for his courtiers and officers and for the leaders of Galilee. When his daughter Herodias came in and danced, she pleased Herod and his guests. And the king said to the girl, Ask me for whatever you wish, and I will give it. And he solemnly swore to her, whatever you ask me, I will give you even half of my kingdom. She went out and said to her mother, what should I ask for? She replied, the head of John the baptizer. Immediately she rushed back to the king and requested, I want you to give me at once the head of John the Baptist on a platter. The king was deeply grieved. Yet out of regard for his oaths and for the guests, he did not want to refuse her. Immediately, the king sent a soldier of the guard with orders to bring John's head. He went and beheaded him in the prison, brought his head on a platter, and gave it to the girl. Then the girl gave it to her mother. When his disciples heard about it, they came and took his body and laid it in a tomb. The Gospel of the Lord.
1: Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable to you, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. Amen. So from Wiggles to John the Baptist. I am not quite sure that Father Donovan didn't check the lectionary selections before planning his vacation time this year. And I just want to let him know that all those weeks in August, when the lectionary has us preaching on bread, well, I am submitting my time off request right now. (laughs) We have had some tough subjects to grapple with the past few weeks. And sometimes it really starts to make you wonder, where's the grace? Today is no exception. Herod the king... Has heard about Jesus. He has heard rumors that Jesus is someone returned from the dead. And Herod worries that it might just be John the Baptist. And Herod has reason to be worried. Herod, a powerful king, was stuck between a rock and a hard place with John. Herodias has either deserted or divorced her husband in order to marry Herod. John, who was a pretty big fan of repentance, has informed the couple on multiple occasions that this is, in fact, a sin. Herod appears to have great respect for John, who he believes is a godly man, so he imprisons John to keep him safe while also preventing John from publicly ridiculing his marriage. Herodias does not share Herod's feelings toward John, she wants John dead. John presents a direct obstacle to her role in society. John threatens her position as queen. As Mark tells us, Herodias gets her wish after Herod publicly declares to give Salome, Herodias' daughter, whatever she wants. In this culture, Herod could not have gone back on his word. It would have shown weakness and a lack of honor. So instead of face ridicule by his peers and subjects, thus losing him political and financial capital, Herod kills a man he knows is righteous and holy. End of Gospel. But where is the grace? As some of you may have heard before, our Thursday morning Bible study is wrestling through the beginning of Deuteronomy, which begins with a brief history of the Israelites' travels through the desert on the way to the Holy Land. It is a violent recounting of the Israelites slaughtering the men, women, and children of towns or being punished for being unfaithful by suffering through plagues or by being forced to kill their own sinful. My constant refrain appears to be, we don't include these sections in our lectionary. And that's a shame because we still believe this book, all of it, is the inspired word of God. I say that, but then when I end up with Mark's retelling of the beheading of John the Baptist, my natural inclination is to preach on Ephesians. Ephesians is full of light and love and hope, and Mark just leaves us wondering where's the grace? But Mark is pointing to the hard lesson we heard just last week. The message of God will not be good news to all. It will cause some folks to ignore it, and it will cause other folks to lash out violently. Through the story of Herod, we see the flaws of humanity. It can be easy to vilify Herod, but Herod is merely a man a flawed human. It would also be easy, and possibly more fun, to vilify Herodias or Salome as evil seductresses. But this, too, would be too simplistic. As it turns out, in real life, people are not all evil or all good, but we are imperfect, and some of us try harder than others to do what we think is best for the world. But Satan has a way sometimes of backing us into a corner. Satan has a way of trying to present us only two options, normally both of which are no good. And then we as humans with free will must make a choice. We must pick the lesser of two evils. As Dumbledore told Harry Potter, dark times lie ahead of us. And there will be a time when we must choose between what is easy and what is right. Today, we see Herod choose what is easy. Mark seems insistent that Herod does not want to kill John, that he truly believes John is a man of God. But the only choice he sees is to either sacrifice John or to sacrifice himself. Herod lives in a world in which reputation is the currency of the day. By backtracking on his word to Salome, which he made publicly and probably drunkenly in front of his friends, he would be a liar, a coward, and a laughingstock. So, Herod does what is easy. He kills John. Herod sacrifices an innocent man, a prophet of the Lord, in order to retain his status in society, his role among the people. Herod sacrifices the good of the world for the good of himself. In today's gospel, we see a world in which fear, power, and evil wins. While this may be the end of our gospel, the good news today... This is not where the gospel ends with the frailty of humanity. Because where Herod sacrifices John to save himself, Jesus will soon sacrifice himself to save us all. And that is the good news we are looking for. We cannot have the good without the bad. We cannot talk about grace unless we talk about sin. Zig Ziglar said, I read the paper every day and the Bible every day. That way, I know what both sides are up to. (laughs) Herod shows us how evil can creep into our lives, how we can choose what is easy rather than what is right, how we cannot put our trust into a world which is flawed and broken. This message of brokenness, of sinfulness, of evil is essential to being able to hear the good news of the gospel. We have to know the bad. But we also cannot focus on the bad. At times, the world can seem horrible. We can lose ourselves in the pain, the grief, the sorrow we see in this world. We can get caught up in snarkiness or despair or cynicism when we become disenchanted with humanity. But as Christians... We have hope that this is not where our story ends. That no matter how horrible, how flawed, or how even evil this world can be, that Jesus sacrificed himself for us. So that we may be sanctified and united with the world and with God in eternal life. Sometimes grace can be hard to find. Even in the Bible. But in the eternal words of Bob Ross, gotta have opposites. Light and dark and dark and light and painting. It's like in life. Gotta have a little sadness once in a while so you know when the good times come. Scripture reflects real life. And it's not always puppies and rainbows. But in death, John the Baptist carries on his prophetic message of pointing toward the coming of Christ. In death, John points to the grace to come. Amen.